what up, though? Make sure you tune in to the Detroit is Different After Dark Network to hear the retired Hood Rap Morning Show hosted by your girl, comedian T-Barb. You want to be informed? You want to get your laugh on? You want to get a little knowledge and a little education? Then make sure you tune in. Each and every Monday, we're live and every Thursday on all platforms. Right here on Detroit is Different After Dark. <laughs> I need my retired Hood Rats in the building. I think that's it. Oh, now you can hear me. So shout out to everybody on YouTube who was standing by and couldn't hear shit. <laughs> we back. We are here. God bless you. God bless you. Uh, retired Hood Rat Podcast. And uh, it's time for the Retired Hood Rat Word of the Day. Come with it. Come with it. And today's word, okay, let's uh, talk about, let's talk about you. And let's talk about the fact that so many of us lack self-esteem because we've been tricked into feeling like having good self-confidence, meaning that you're acting stuck up or acting away. And the reason I'm bringing this up is that I'm from Joy Road. If you're from Detroit, you know it. I was raised, my parents met fresh out of prison. So they were products of their environment. I was raised around a lot of crackheads, a lot of dolphins. And at that time, to say that you felt good about yourself, it was almost like a bad thing or a taboo. Or I grew up with people saying, who she thinks she is? Mm. And, and not necessarily to me, because I ain't gonna lie, I didn't have a good self-esteem. But as I got older and I started to develop who I felt I was, I got a lot of pushback from people I grew up with not understanding. If you don't like you, then who else is supposed to like you? If you don't love yourself, then who else is supposed to love you? And that's something that we really have to understand. That's not to look down on another person. I, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is being confident, being okay with being who you are, loving who you are, and understanding that everyone is special in their own way. Everybody is special. OK, there is something special about you. There are things about you that make you unique. And that's why you're here. If you if everybody was the same or we were meant to be the same, then God would have been pushing us out just like in a factory. You go to a factory. All everything is the same. We're not factory. We are individuals. And it's OK to be an individual. Always remember one thing that I've noticed, especially since um, I'm not a social worker anymore and I'm in entertainment. Excuse me. I have to interject. OK. Once a social worker. Always. OK. That's just like me saying I'm a nurse anymore. Once you are what you are, people still hold you in that light. Because people still call you. Hey, listen, I know the pandemic going on. <laughs> Go ahead. We'll get back to that. No, no, you are absolutely correct. <laughs> you can't if, walk away from that. Because if one more person call me asking a CPS question, I'm a dad. Okay, but anyway, the policy done changed. I've been gone four years. I don't know the policy no more. Um, but <laughs> I don't know the policy. I don't know how to keep your kids at home. But what I'm saying no, is... It is a big trick, a psychological trick that people will use so that they can use you. If you think highly of yourself, people can't get over on you the same way that they can. If you don't like yourself, if you don't love yourself, if you are hell bent on being that person that wants everyone to like them so much that you don't berate yourself, that's the way it's going to be. So when you come into a situation, you need to come into that situation strong, loving yourself and knowing who you are. And I'm going to tell you like this. If you don't love who you are, I say fake it till you make it. 
Okay, that's one of the biggest things I've had to do is fake it till I make it. There are times where I don't feel confident. Maybe I don't feel good about it, but I still come in and eventually it wears me down. So if you continue to have great habits of even if you got to get up every day and look in the mirror and say, I love me. If you don't believe it, do it for 66 days straight and you will start to believe it. Anything that you do for 66 days straight usually becomes a habit. So I just want to encourage someone, especially people who grow up like me, retired hood rats. I didn't have a lot of guidance growing up as to who I should be and how I should think of myself. That's why now my son, sometimes it irritates me because that boy think he the shit. That's because every day, even when it sound dumb, I'll be like, that sound good. Keep going. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't lie to him too much. I don't want him out here thinking that everything is together, but I let him know that he's important every day. I let him know that his contributions mean things. I let him know that it's okay not to be fearful to try things. I let him know it's okay to give other people compliments because Sometimes I think we too stuck on me, me, me. Sometimes you have to open it up and be good to another person. And it always comes back on you. So that's my word of the day. Love yourself. Be into yourself. It's okay. It don't matter who don't like it. Because let me tell you something. First people talk about it. Then they imitate it. You come out with a new thing. That look dumb. Have you ever said that look stupid? Then next thing you know, they got shit on Okay. Next thing you know, they got to know. One, they telling me retire hood rat. Don't don't say that about yourself. Not everybody hood rat hood rat. Listen, do you be you altruistically and trust me, your tribe will come and come join on. Okay. You don't have to go forcing yourself into something. Cause that's one thing I hate is being in a situation where people consider other people popular and then they start trying to act like them and that ain't even who they is. Now you're the laughing stock of the popular group. But you gotta know who you are. Every no, how many people honestly? Okay, I'm gonna wait till you finish. I'm waiting till you finish. No, no, it's all good. Shout out to Kevin Johnson, our comedy brother. He said they will do exactly what you do when they see you winning. And then you have to realize a lot of people don't think you're going to win. So when you keep going and you showing them you winning, now you're showing them who you are and setting that apart. Know, okay, so it's about 15 things. I'm, I'm just hit this 15 thing. Hit them, hit them high 15. Retire hood right word day. I'm done with it anyway. Okay, so, so Coco here, feedback. Here's, here's the thing. First of all, people don't know what community winners or winners in their environment look like. Okay, because they didn't already counted you out most of the time and, and devalued you by the time you show up. Let's start with that. The next thing is it's easy to be someone else. That's why the clothing industry and, and mass designers are billion and trillion dollar industries because if you see somebody else with something on, you go on to wear that. Nobody wants to stand out. Nobody, they want to stand out to a degree, but they still want to identify with what the mainstream thing is and what's going on. So you wear your hair natural sometimes. You wear it however you want. You got color and stuff in it. Think about how many women come up to you to my, I want to wear my hair like that, but I'm scared. You scared? What you scared? What's going to happen? I get women that come up to me to me, Coco, you know what? I've been wanting to cut my hair and wear blonde for a long time. I'm scared. What are you scared? You should be scared of how it is now. That's frightful. <laughs> That's scary. Whatever that uh, scalded raccoon you got on your head. You, right ooh, now. ooh, Coco. What? That's bold. Not scalded raccoon. What it, is it? Come on. You see. I see it. I see it. I see it. So I mean, that should be the fearful thing that you a grown woman, but I have to understand 
And we think that people look a certain way and they look real good and they should be confident on that. But there are a lot of insecure people and people that have body image issues and financial issues and all of those things. And, and if you ask somebody, if I take away all of your material stuff, if I take away all of your money, who are you? People can't tell you who they are. No, no, they absolutely cannot. And, and, and what I want to say about what, that. What you showing? Which account? No, I'm just, they want to know who the guest was. So we live on TikTok. Say hi to the TikTok. Hey, you know, I deactivated my TikTok. Okay. Let me tell you why. And I should, maybe I shouldn't say that I did it. No, you can. I, I, I have prayed and asked the Lord to help me spend more time with him. Okay. And strengthen my intimate relationship with him. And, and it was like, and I promise you, and really, the next 30 minutes, I was watching uh, a minister that I love, Darius Daniels, on YouTube. And he talked about our connection with the internet and social media, whatever, has driven us away. We can't even eat a meal without taking a picture. We sure can't. And then you have to also understand, like, I, I watched the thing, and, and I'm I'm definitely guilty of it when it comes to, especially since I've been in this career. Um, I noticed before I probably had a thousand people, and then now it's like 10,000 people in my business. You know what I mean? And so I've had to take a step back. So right now I'm, I'm part of the 5 a.m. club, which is getting up, um, very, very early mm-hmm. to have some time to yourself. Actually, Tuesdays are going to be my no social media day. So I know people going to be like, where are you at? On Tuesdays, I'm not going to be on there at all. I'm just going to at least take a day a week because I used to do that just to train my mind a little bit because the people who designed these apps, they're psychologists. So there are 30 people in Silicon Valley that makes all the decisions for your phone. One of the people who makes the noises where the phone goes ding actually worked for a casino and is the person who designed the noise on the slot machine, which is an addictive noise. So we have to understand that there's psychology oh, that goes into this. Definitely yeah. to, to pull you in, it's a method to bells ringing and, and horns ringing and, and things that get your attention. And we think it's the loud, blaring things and it's usually the subtle things that we hear for instance you ever be driving and you say oh that sounds like an ambulance or a fire truck but your punk ass keep driving but let somebody be in the car with you and they phone ding that's somebody phone ding so you can hear a phone ding in a car full of people and can't hear the ambulance but you can't hear the ambulance or do you surrender your where you are driving to it Mm-mm, we're, mm-mm. we're conditioned to bells and sounds and whistles and doorbells and ding things and da 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 da, and that's how they pull you in. They pull you in with the music. They pull you in with all the subtleties of what's going on. And the people that Ooh, create you all going that, down that rabbit hole, Coco. I know, but the people that create all that, guess what they do? They go about their business. It's just like jingles. It, when you think of a jingle, you think of a particular food item. You start to salivate if it's something that you really like because everything got a jingle. Dun, dun, dun. You know, that's NBC. Or think or think of or think of the fact that red and yellow, red and yellow is the color that makes you hungry, but that's McDonald's. But that's neither here nor there. We yeah. are <laughs> retired yeah, to the rap podcast. So we, we need y'all to like this and share this. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm on Instagram, so you're on TikTok. But I need my folks that follow me on Instagram. We are the Retired Hood Rep. 
follow us because we're going to talk about some stuff. Go Listen. on YouTube, Comedian T. Barb, and they're going to catch the whole episode live. The and they can also joint. replay the episode. We got Detroit's queen of comedy, Coco, oh, in the building. Eh, 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 eh. I'm glad I was. I did. Now, I did wear no panties today because um, it's APD. It's an anti-panty day. It's Monday. and um, You just then came up with some shit. APD. So listen, can we just, I know we ping pong and y'all really need to pay attention to this. So listen, y'all. I really don't know the purpose of panties, right? I, I what you mean you don't know the purpose I of panties? Tell you, I'm going to tell you. So panties are people wear them, women wear them, men, okay, underwear. So you wear them because they make you feel comfortable and secure or whatever. And, and um, you know, as a woman growing up, you wore them when it was that time of the month, all that. But as soon as that stopped in my life, <laughs> I took them panties and threw them in the drawer. When the pandemic hit, I had a drawer full of panties. Today is the same drawer full of panties. I just don't. We got, I, I, I have to wear a bra. Cause if I don't wear a bra, and I look like a soft lesbian. But anyway, that listen, we listen, listen, listen. I'm not, I'm not going there with you this morning. Shout out to M. Shante who says Detroit's love y'all. Detroit's favorite, funniest females. Thank you, girl. For uh, uh-uh, uh, cause I don't, uh, uh-uh, uh. I'm not going there, cause then that's gonna start a whole nother discussion the about these draws. And then you know these people on here gonna do that. What's up, Tay Morgan in the building? Sylvester in the building. My boy Jerry Palmer in the building. Jerry, um, I told everybody that's watching. Uh, if you know me, cash at me about $6 because I got, you know, some stuff I got to do. $6 week. to Coco. We got Coco, yeah. Detroit's queen of comedy in the building. Uh-huh. And uh, that leads me to get into uh, Coco. Let's Coco, into tell us a little bit for the listeners or anybody who's been under a rock or some of my listeners from other parts of the country, mm-hmm. um, who you are. You are the Detroit's queen of comedy. Can you give us a little bit about who is Coco? You see the look on my face? Like I took my medication. Yes. Um, Coco is part of uh, Ingrid. So my government name is is Ingrid. Part of Ingrid is, is Coco. Sometimes they're one and the same. Sometimes they're two separate entities, right? Um, is is the comedian. She bold, um, she fearless, um, she says what she feels people think about and don't have a platform or opportunity to say. She's a staunch advocate for human rights and civil rights and kindness and non-biases and, and being liberal and outgoing and thinking and, and all of those things. Um, Ingrid sometimes, she's a little more um, reserved or uh, laid back or uh, my cash app, by the way, is uh, dollar sign 301B. Oh, I could put it on here, can I? Yep, 301B. I'm going to put it right on here. I know how to do that. So it say you can add the thing. Uh-huh. So Coco is that person. Coco is the person that sometimes need to be quiet and let Ingrid take over. That's who Coco is. Coco is the person that um, takes on a little too much sometimes or is a little too involved or maybe need to go back to bed. Sometimes Coco need to get back in the bed and let Ingrid get out the bed. <laughs> and I know that sound, you know, that, that sound like what? But I think 
most people, and this this is real life, we have three distinct personalities. You know, we had id, the ego, and alter ego. Go back to Psych 101. So you got that that exact personality. That's Andy. Then you got the spinoff. That's Coco. And then the other one is Ginger. Nah, Ginger different. Ginger the person that will fight you and yeah, that's her. (laughs) Ingrid kind of cool like, oh, don't do that. But Ginger, oh yeah. Well, Ginger, look, 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 Ginger. Well, let's get let's get off into some of that gingerism, Coco. We got Coco in the building. It's the Retired Hood Rat Podcast on Detroit is Different. Make sure you go over to my YouTube, Comedian T. Barb. You can see all the episodes, including this one, streaming live. And every Thursday, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Music. Don't forget, September 28th, we are at the Detroit House of Comedy. So come see us. You can go over to their website, get the tickets. You can also go to my website, T Barb is funny.com. Shout out to everybody listening live. But I do, I want to ask you this question. Okay, come on. Coco, as being in, um, you've been in the industry 31 years. 31 years. Oh my gosh, shout out to that. 31 years 31 in the industry years. as a woman. Um, and you are familiar with some of the current headlines. So there recently was an issue with Tiffany Haddish and Ari Spears. And today's topic that I put is, can we separate entertainers from entertainment? Um, let's hear your thoughts on that. Um, we can't do it now. Um, there are certain things that um, entertainers, no matter how you try to get away from it, you are still connected to it. Um, I, I feel like... Um, there was there's more accountability and expectations now that the world has changed because you can't even compliment somebody and say you look nice um you have to know a person's pronouns before you can advance and have a conversation with uh baby sugar honey all those things you can't say those things to people because it will lead to a workplace situation calling somebody sugar sweetie honey her him them they us, them engines over there. So it, it's complicated. I think a few years ago when comedy was different or what we saw as being a comedian was different, we did different things. Now you you can't. And, and between with Tiffany Haddish and the skit that her and Ari Spears did, I don't think I would have, me, I don't think I would have done that. Can you see how any entertainer or comedian would have wanted to do that skit? Um, it depends on how you view what you've been through. So when I saw it, you know, because we get it, we get information right away. Like you said, to the five uh, and, and just and just for the people who may not even know about this skit, let's get them a little. Uh, let's get them a little breakdown of it, um, real quick. Just so, just in case you've been under a rock, because a lot of my people be under a rock. Tiffany Haddish and Ari Spears recently had a skit released from 2013 um, called "The Mind of a Pedophile," mm. where and I don't even like the name. Where Ari you know Spears is playing Uncle Pete and Tiffany. Tiffany Haddish is playing the mother to a seven-year-old child um, where she is delivering the seven-year-old child to the uncle. Not necessarily um, in the skit. I don't think it's that the mother is supposed to know what's happening. But Uncle Pete is a pedophile. And that is who they are delivering the child to. 
And then there are three um, scenes. The skit has been edited multiple times, but the skit is actually four minutes and 41 seconds. I watched the unedited version before they took it down. So, Coco, just to give people so an update he, on here's that. Here's about 15 things for me. First of all, <laughs> I have been sexually assaulted. Okay. okay. So being a victim of SA, anything that's remotely related to SA is deemed immediately inappropriate to me. Okay. And I'm learning to work through that. You know, my friend T Barber therapist, but I'm learning to <laughs> I'm learning to work through that and process those feelings and all of that stuff. But I would not I wouldn't have done that 20 years ago mm-hmm. in my career because I maybe being a nurse, I don't know, but it's something that's that's remotely uncomfortable about that that skit. And it's a lot of things that I watch on TV now and I'm like, ooh, that, ooh. It, it it was it wasn't funny then and it's definitely not funny now. Or or comments. I'm like, hmm. But you didn't pay attention to it because that was the temperature of the humor that we went went on. Like uh Red Fox used the N-word on Sanford and Son. And so did George Jefferson. And, and he believe, used the H word as well. Honk. No, 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 honk. Honky. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. he was he yeah. was he was known for saying but that. But see, honky, honky, you know, you could it's, be a, it's honky, a bad word. Honky in terms of being a, a white person that's annoying, or people say nah, he's a honk, which is H U N K Y. And then honky, the the white H O N honky. <laughs> Why you got to say it like that, Coco? I don't know enough. Okay. It's just like if I say the N-word, it's going to come out real. I'm, I'm from the civil rights era. So when I say nigga, it's going to come out like, damn, okay. And I got people that cringe when I say She say, honky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's like, I don't know. I, I wouldn't have done it. Uh, would you have done it? Oh, hell no. Nah. Let me tell you this. <laughs> it's, it's a couple things for me. And I do feel like, you know, just in all transparency, and I've talked about it here on this show, there are things that I have done that I'm not proud of or that I'm ashamed of, right? Just because at the time, I didn't know. And so um, I think me, you and I were having a conversation about this, and I was kind of just sharing. I love to get this as an example. This is probably my go-to example of how when I met my college best friend, shout out to Kalita, um, and she's from South Central LA, and I was used to being called derogatory names that she wasn't used to. Mm-hmm. So I was used to guys, and my mother, I grew up being called B, bitches and hoes and stuff like that, because we talking about back in the day. And my mother, my mother was placed in foster care she went to foster care when she was two years old. My grandmother went to a mental health institution. My mother never, I've never seen my grandmother outside of a mental health institution. And my mother has never either. So when we went to visit my grandmother, it was always at Northville every weekend. And my mother was raised by foster parents who abused, molested her. And she was treated horribly. And at 17 years old, she was went into being married and they became bank robbers. So, and okay, it was on wait, drugs wait, and all kind of stuff. Wait. I know your story, but when you say that, I just have to commend you on living beyond your situation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, thank you. And oh, why am I finna cry? (laughs) But it's a lot of people that all of those things would have been the thing that crippled them, and they will be like, "Yeah, because you know, they see my lip quivering." (laughs) And and, and I, I want to applaud you for introspectively growing beyond that situation and becoming the 
tremendous business person and mother and parent and auntie and friend and all that stuff that you are. Okay, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. No, I do. I, I, I appreciate that. Imaginary cigarette. Now. Um, look, 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 look. I don't even smoke no more. Y'all see my hands. I used to have them new forks. You could tell. You could tell when you used to smoke because you I know how to hold it. You hold you it too perfect. Yes, I smoked cigarettes from the time I was twelve. Ooh. I started. I started. Um, the first time I smoked, I was eleven. But I started being an avid cigarette smoker when I was twelve or thirteen, Ooh. and I quit when I was. I quit about eight years ago. Nine wow. years ago. It, it's funny. You every now and then you could tell somebody, like you said, because that they had that cigarette there. Because it's perfect. You know what I'm saying. You no, no, no. Trust me. Benson and Hedges, Paul Ma, I smoke anything when we ain't had no money. <laughs> and I was working at the Easy Serve gas station selling them, but this passed the statutory limitation. So I'm just saying, so so in that, in the Easy Serve, I know yeah. y'all don't know about, yes, y'all. That's that auntie. I'm telling the auntie. The auntie uh, Easy Serve. Auntie Easy Serve. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in, in, in that role, I bring that up to say, because I know that Tiffany was raised in foster care and my mother was too, right? My mother was raised in foster care, which is one of the reasons why I became a foster care worker. Mm -hmm. So when I got out of college, um, I went on to be a foster care worker, which trust me, my God, it's, it's taken a lot for me to be the person that I am. A lot of people don't necessarily understand that because in addition to that, you know, I had my father, once again, my parents didn't really know each other before they got pregnant with me. Okay. And my father would tell me, he just decided to stick around just in case because he didn't think I was his. He thought, I don't know this lady. She talking about she pregnant. And my dad kept saying he couldn't have kids. And my mama didn't think she could have kids either. Wow. So you got two ex-convicts that just got out from doing some bids. And we ain't talking about no year, two years. They just been <laughs> did five and seven and eight and ten and all these years. They were bank robbers. Well, my father shot an off-duty police officer. My mother was a bank robber. Okay. Listen, she's not making <laughs> no, so I'm not making this. She's not making none of this up. Oh, she no. and I have been on the phone for hours and had this. Oh, you can go look it up. They all in the penal system. <laughs> Otis. Listen, Take y'all ass to Otis. <laughs> listen, I would let me say this about Otis. Okay, so listen, offender tracking information system. Yeah. If more people went to Otis and found out who the hell they was dating, see y'all want to go to Otis when he throw a, a, a bowling ball through your window. <laughs> Go to, when you first meet that ninja and you before you had sex with him and, and, and before you had sex with him, when you know his real name, because Jake Quay is not on Otis, but find out his real name and go on Otis and put the name and the description is where it say tats, moles, or any distinguishing marks on their face, put all that stuff in and find out who you date. Find out who you date because I, I ain't I ain't knew about no date. But anyway, <laughs> okay, okay. So so, so yeah, so because my daddy's still up on oldest, they don't got the picture up no more. Though. But the thing about it is the picture gone. They done blurted out. Uh, but the I only say that to say because that's why I've come with the retired hood rat moniker. Because yeah, I went to college. I went to college by myself on a Greyhound bus. My father was having open heart surgery because in addition to that, my father lost his kidneys when I was nine. So I've been through two kidney transplants, open heart surgery. Two amputations, both his legs were amputated. He ended up getting steroid-induced diabetes as a result of the medicine that he took to strengthen his kidneys. And he knew how to deal with the dialysis, but he didn't know how to deal with the diabetes. But that's a whole nother story in itself. So I was raised as a nurse from, from a very young child. I've been bandaging. I, I spent, like, I hate going to hospitals because I spent so much time in hospitals, just with my dad, just really helping him. But anywho, I say that to say, 
I was a product of my environment. So there are things now that I know is absolutely wrong that at that time, I didn't I didn't think it was a problem with a grown man dating a 14, 15 year old because we was dating grown men and they normalized that. I didn't think it was a problem with sitting next to somebody who was smoking crack. Straight up, I wasn't smoking crack, but it, I was used to sitting around. I I know how to to cook crack and all that stuff. And, I've been and, and doing no, that. And it's, and it's funny you say that because people that have never been around crack, you automatically know you could drive by somebody or somebody could stand next to you in the gas station and you immediately know what that crack like, smell like. Ooh, and if it like don't somebody boiling a pack of aluminum pan. Don't be there with the fifty ones. But that's another thing. Okay, that's another don't be there with the fifty ones. We'll talk about that later. And the twenty ones where they put it with the Ooh, weeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to be yeah, fifty one, twenty one. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, okay. That, yeah. Getting away. The, the point I <laughs> say focused. that is, stay, I'm staying focused. Is that. There are things that you may not know, but everybody knows. This child was seven. So once again, I know people are going to put a difference. To me, especially as a CPS worker, even when we were doing cases, there's a higher level of substantiation when the child is under a certain age. Think about this. When you go to charge someone, they will charge a child 12 and over as an adult, 12 and under everybody and even they even say a child don't have to be baptized until i'm talking about if you think about every circumstance Mm -hmm. you know that it's wrong to have a seven-year-old in their underwear i don't care where you at in your life what's going on you know that this is wrong but but you know what here's the thing t-bar everybody don't know that that's the we cannot assume that what's normal or what we learn or areas that we've been educated in is 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 normal because I let me it, it's things that I've learned as I've gotten older that I knew see our grandparents and people are gonna get offended when I say this wow our, our grandparents were lied to. Right. So they lied to our parents and our parents lied to us. Mm -hmm. And up until we have some uh, day of reckoning with ourselves, we lie to our children because no one individual, unless something triggers it, goes to learn a different story. Like, I'm going to say this and and you tell me when I say it, tell me what you immediately think. Saturday morning. Mm -hmm. Right. Everybody get up. Let's say you get up to clean up the house. Mm-hmm. That's what you told. And 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 your mama or whoever the person is in your household say, and you got on some shorts and a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. You in your home. Mm-hmm. And your mama, your auntie, or whatever say, y'all go put on some clothes. Y'all uncle coming over. Mm-hmm. What is it about your uncle who is basically if something happened to your parents is the person that's supposed to help raise you that you got to go from being uncomfortable to uncomfortable in your house to cover yourself up. Is it that your uncle has a propensity to be creepy or is this something that they were taught just in case? I think it, you know what? And I think it it depends on it. So um, it's a good example. So for instance, my mother was sexually molested, right? Mm -hmm. She had a, a deep fear of that for us. So no matter what, I might have been in a lot of raids. <laughs> I was in a lot of raids. <laughs> but that's one thing that my mother was so aggressive 
And that even when she dated somebody, her boyfriend lived in the basement and could not come upstairs if she was not home. Not that he he never put his hands on me, looked at me no type of way. Nothing. Now, don't get me wrong. My bike got stolen. I'm pretty sure oh, yeah, he stole yeah. it, but we, never in that way. But my mother was so hyper vigilant about it because of her experience. Her. Absolutely. Yeah. So it wasn't even necessarily that person. It was that she was hyper vigilant in her own experience. But I do know a lot of people who uncles did touch them Absolutely. and they didn't say anything. So we continued in the family. And, 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 and the reason that a, a lot of times because when we look at not saying nothing, you know, parents say, if this person does something to you, say something. Well, you trust this person out as much as you trust your parents. You know, whoever the family member was. I was four years old, and I don't know how we got to this house, but we only... I was four years old when I got molested, and it was by a female mm-hmm. family member. So, I didn't tell... Wow, that's interesting in yeah, itself. I didn't tell until maybe almost 30 years later. Mm-hmm. And what happened was your body is introduced to a whole nother sensation. Mm-hmm. So although a part of your mind knows that this is wrong, when that person comes around you, you want that sensation again. Listen. It's, 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 it's like if you babysit somebody kids and, and they tell you, listen, don't give my kids no meat. They're vegetarians. Don't give them no meat, no dairy, whatever. And you go get them some ice cream. They eat that ice cream. Them kids gonna eat ice cream like this. They gonna eat it like they're crazy. Mm-hmm. Then they gonna go home. The parents be like, "Hey, did you give them some ice cream? What <laughs> oh you no, give? they got diarrhea throwing up." You like no. But when that child come back to your house, they coming right up in your face and look at you because you introduced them to a sensation that they had never had. So listen, and very hold on real quick. Shout out to Danny Redwine. She said, hey, ladies. What up, Danny? Danny Love said this is a really good conversation. And uh, Kari Frazier, Detroit's different, said, what in the children under the stairs? I think he was talking about regarding my mama, boyfriend, okay. being a boyfriend. Okay. But listen, from a CPS standpoint, and I only want to touch on it because you made an excellent point. Hold on. Let me let me put my request out. Listen, I'm going to post my cash out because I'm taking all blessings because, uh, you know, we listen. I, I need to, you know, I'm, yeah. uh, my man, Big D, what's up? I'm on Instagram live, but in a minute, I'm going to shift to Facebook live. So I'm going to give y'all another 15 minutes and then I'm going to Facebook live. My name on Facebook is is Ginger Hudson. I know y'all like, you ain't got multiple devices. No, I'm not like y'all. I, I need to get rose. multiple devices. I don't have a rose and a tulip. I'm not like them. Okay, go. I, no, no, I do. I really I really do need uh, the multiple devices because I see the difference. But yeah. Retired Hood Rat Podcast live on Detroit is different. Yes. Don't T-ball. forget. Let me show y'all T-Ball. Ain't you beautiful? Ain't you beautiful? Beautiful. Make sure y'all go like Detroit is different on all platforms as well as Retired Hood Rat Podcast. Don't forget each and every Monday, Comedian T Bar Live on YouTube, and you can catch us Thursday on all platforms. But when I so I was a protective services worker, right? Mm-hmm. I have an audio album dropping October 24th because that's the day I submitted my letter of resignation to the state of Michigan, right? To leave and pursue pursue what I'm doing. But when I was a CPS worker, we do uh extensive training, right? 
one of the things that we stopped doing, we used to do a thing called good touch, bad touch was mm -hmm. a part of our training. They eliminated that because it feels the touch is a bad touch in the sense that a person shouldn't be doing it, but it feels good to a child. Mm -hmm. So when you're interviewing a child, we used to use um, this interviewing protocol called forensic interviewing protocol, which is a way that is set up to not ask leading questions, to ensure that the child knows the difference between the truth and a lie. There's a whole long list of things that I have to go over with this child before I can go into this interview to make sure I'm not leading them. Because a kid, you can lead them. You can say, hey, um, the Laffy Taffy went this way instead of letting them say, it was a Laffy Taffy. Because mm -hmm. kids will go, yeah, 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 you know? And so, and then some kids don't know the difference between the truth and the lie. So we may ask them, hey, if I said your name is Ginger, is that the truth or the lie? And they may say, they don't know what a lie is or what the truth is. So they may call it falsies and stories or storytellers. Right. Storytellers in their house. Absolutely. But we had to change it because we had a lot of kids. And this is why. <laughs> And, and I'm not saying that all promiscuity comes from this. I'm not saying that. But you get a lot of promiscuity. You get a lot of people who are confused about their sexuality because they did have a feeling. So that's just like if a woman is molested by a woman and they really liked it. They may get older. And even though that's not their natural selection, because that woman made them feel good, they gravitate towards that. Or you have kids that really want to have sex so bad because they've experienced an orgasm before they were supposed Absolutely. to, which Absolutely. is one of, a lot of people don't get that from a hit, from a scholastic biblical standpoint. And my dad was like a, a biblical scholar. He was an atheist, but he was raised in Catholic school. So he knew everything about the Bible. That's what the that's what they initially meant biblically when they said to wait to have sex to marriage, because if you're so if a person makes you feel a way and then your spouse comes up and can't compete with that feeling, you'll never want to be with your spouse. Mm -hmm. So they felt like if you were with one person, then you'll be tuned to that. So it's very correct. Coco. It, it, and it leads you into a, a situation where was the feeling that was introduced to you as a child appropriate? Um, do I have to address this feeling? What, what is going on? My trust factor, whatever, because we don't have a healthy conversation when it comes to sexual assault. Black folks really don't. Other folks don't. We don't have a healthy conversation with the men in our family, the young men in our family that I don't care if she is your uh, babysitter. I don't care if she is your auntie. Did she touch you? What did she touch you? And black people, folks, we need to teach our children. Uh, it ain't a pee pee and a cuckoo -coo because in court or whatever situation, mm -hmm. and, and we're not saying nothing that happened to them, but they may have to testify. It's a vagina and a penis. It ain't a pocketbook, a wallet, a pee pee, a cool, cool, a kitty cat. Call it what it is. Now, Coco, let me ask you this. Regarding the Tiffany Hash, if you're just tuning in, we're talking Tiffany Hash, Aerie Spears right now, and the video that just was released with the seven year old, uh, the mind of a pedophile is what right, the skit was right. called. Do you feel as a person who has been victimized that the video was triggering for you? Um, or just in general, because I've heard that across lines, not only was the video irresponsible, but I heard a lot of people said that it triggered a, a memory of what may have happened to them. And also, I got another dual part question when you respond. Okay. As a professional, you just did a movie, Red Flags. Shout Absolutely. out to that. Absolutely. Shout out to that. Coco just did go Red Flags. Go to Tubi and check out the movie Red Flags. It's myself, Shiny DK, DZ. It's a great movie. And we talk about Red Flags. Red Flags. Question. Yes. 
because you've been on a set. Yeah. On a set with a child, you see a child in their underwear for a long period of time, even though you're not in it. Do you have something to say about that? Um, let me tell you something. I ain't gonna be nowhere where no child got this. I ain't gonna be around adults with their drawers on. Um, for a myriad of reasons. What we doing here, y'all? Before listen, before I walk on the set, what I'm, I'm from the door. Hey, hey. Why, why we got our underwear on? What, what scene we doing? But professionals, like I love the team that I did the movie Red Flags with because we had strict guidelines. We ain't having these conversations. We ain't having nothing to make nobody feel uncomfortable, inappropriate or whatever. So we talked about uh, very, very damn the sterile items in terms of keeping everybody comfortable on the set because we had a real diverse set. So in order for everybody to be comfortable, we talked about uh, uh, sterile stuff, baseball, uh, Easter eggs, uh, stuff that would nobody feel uncomfortable. Because when you're dealing with 10 or 15, 20 people, you have to make sure everybody is comfortable. So if I went to a set and it was a child with the underwear on, I'm like, hey, if we wait on an ambulance for this child. Where <laughs> not funny, but for real. We, we, uh, not only underwear, swimsuit. Where, where was this baby going? Right. Hey, 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 who the mama of this child? Who is the guardian of this child? Why this child got on underwear? Because I'm immediately going into stealth and protector mode. And th- and I felt like I, th- that's one of the problems that I had with uh, Tiffany. And shout out to Danny Redwine who says, I can't unsee it. I'm devastated Tiffany did this. I am, I, I, I am too, Danny. I feel some kind of way, way. You know, and, and to me, the reason I brought that up is because if you didn't see the video, and, and it's hard to get the unedited four minutes and 41 seconds that I saw because they started blocking it. And of yeah, course, lawyers are yeah. involved and they're covering things up. But I was able to see the in, the video in its entirety, at least the skit part. And the only thing I kept thinking is because Tiffany's the argument at that time is that she wasn't there for those parts. My thing is, as a human being, if I walk in and I see a child looking uncomfortable in their underwear, whether I'm in that scene or not, I got to say something yes. to stop it. And especially coming from Tiffany's background of being in the foster care system. And we're not saying all foster care situations are the same, but we know all the stuff that may or may not go on in that setting. Um, first of all, that child was probably cold because most movies said to keep a certain temperature. Sure do. Because of the equipment. Sure do. So in, in real life, uh, most movie sets are even like, damn, it's going on. Yeah. Yeah. So I would have been like, hey, hey, man, listen. Why, why we, we ain't got to do this. Mm. I want to be a part of this. And I probably would have told and knocked over some equipment. I would have been a problem. <laughs> I, I would have been a problem for I, sure. I would have definitely been. Good morning, the social butterfly public figure, Danetta Carter. How are you? Hey, Danetta Carter. I would I would have been a problem because I'm I'm that person. Um, real quick story. I remember I was um leaving the barbershop and I was on six mile, seven mile in Southfield. Okay. And liquor store right across the street. And there was some kids coming home from school. And it was a young lady standing at the little bus stop. You know, the ones you step back into the little bus house. Mm-hmm. So Back when we had the bus house. Yeah. <laughs> we don't got it no more. So it was a young lady standing there. She stepped out to see if the bus was coming, stepped back in. And um, real pretty young girl, but she had school uniform on. So I kind of looked at her and, you know, she was waiting on the bus. It was a guy who pulled up and slowed 
down to talk to her and she stepped back into the bus house. Let me tell you something. I damn near crashed my truck. I made the hardest. I didn't care what was coming down. Seven mile U-turn. I have, I made one of them (laughs) U-turns. And I didn't pull in front of him. I pulled right next to him and let my window down and looked at him. He looked at me like, what? And I, I said, you okay, sweetheart? She's like, yeah, I'm okay. I said, okay. Step to the side a little bit. Because it was about to go down. Whatever he had, I had something for that, too. He was like, what? I was just, she's a kid. I Coco, uh, she's, I, I, forget who I am. She's a kid. Go keep going. So when he pulled up, I said, you, you good? Because I know she, it didn't mean, because yeah. I'm, I don't know if she knew I was Coco. All she knew was I was a woman. And that don't mean that she was safe because women out here doing sex trafficking. I said, you okay? She said, yeah, I'm okay. And I looked back and her bus was coming because I was going to sit. Until. Because you know he was going to double back. Listen, that car would have, baby, that car would have looked like a Coney Island uh, loose burger. But you you know what? You brought up uh, an uh, interesting point when you, and thank you so much for sharing your experience because I do believe in sharing our experiences. We help others. You brought up an amazing point that a woman is the one because we never think of it as we never think of it as woman on man. Mm -hmm. And we never think of it as woman on woman. It's always painted the picture that it's the man and the man touches a little girl. But we have a lot of woman on woman and a lot of women who molest young men. And it's a lot of women who know that their mate, their husband or whatever is is a creep. Amen. And they don't say anything because his his behavior <laughs> his behavior doesn't outweigh all the lavish things that she may have. Mm. You know, we watch Law and Order and all that stuff like that. And they say, well, you know, this is not taken from that. But everything comes from something. Because you got to think about the guy, the lady Giselle, who, uh, or, or I might be saying her name wrong, because, you know, she's the white lady, yeah. who was with Jeffrey Epstein, who was the one who pretty much yeah. delivered the yeah. kids. So when you look at it that way, because a, a lot of us, and then once again, we have to go into, and that's why I ask, can you separate the entertainment from the entertainer? Because there's a lot of us that love Tiffany Haddish. Ari Spears mm-hmm. has a lot of fans. People grew up watching Mad TV. Yeah. He said a a lot of trends. They set a lot of trends. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people that are in denial as to whether somebody could abuse somebody because they love them. Can you still watch that entertainer? And can that entertainer be separated from their body of work? Let me tell you this. I'm going to be real honest. Um, with the Cosby situation, with, with R. Kelly and all of that, R. Kelly is a musical genius. We're going to separate R. Kelly from Robert Kelly. Uh, he's a musical genius or whatever, but can I sit and listen to his music with the same level that I did before all of this? No. Okay, because you know he's going crazy with a TikTok challenge. Well, he do it. To, and this is all the people who wait. I'm not listening to him. He had a leg shake, shake. They dancing their ass off yeah. to it. And yeah, shout I out. And I we got one it. more comment too. Somebody says, does the environment we live in dictate that we go to the extreme to get a point across to wake people up? This created a conversation, but which conversation, which is really needed? is what they're saying. We, it's, it's, we need to go back to basics in terms of conversation. So I've seen the R. Kelly challenge and even with Bill Cosby. When I watch the Cosby show, it's kind of hard. And I know people are like, oh, you get... No, because I ain't 
me and my therapist ain't got to that where we could broach those areas and be like, okay, I'm cool. I can watch this. Even in other stuff that I see and other stuff that I watch and other conversations, because I was in radio forever. I've been a comedian forever. And it's been situations, even before I got in radio, even before I was a comedian, when when I was a nurse, it would be stuff. I'd be like, what? That don't, you can't say that. Mm. Oh, you know, uh-uh. I, listen, I didn't been fought. I didn't have men cuss me out and say, you mad because don't nobody want you. No, I'm not mad. I'm mad that you, at your age, feel like it's okay to say that to a young person, straight, gay, or, or gay, straight, or otherwise. We need to go back and have a lot of basic conversation. We need to have a conversation about hygiene. Okay, so let's go back because earlier we talked about me and my panty issue. I don't like panties because I feel some kind of way and I feel confined. But you ain't gonna smell my ass. Uh, uh, I'm not because you just said motherfucker shit. They gonna say ass. Okay, now we gonna believe on that. When I when I say ass, when I say ass, I say like an old like I got a secret. My mom. Everything you all your cuss words are 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 we feeling them in the core. So ass is no different. Well, okay, you can say ass. Okay, I don't like my ass confined. (laughs) But we need to go back to basics, and we need to learn and unlearn a lot of stuff. So we need to go back to. Um, Cause everybody putting eggs in their vagina, they got the teeth. Eggs, the oh, donut, oh. the donut, yeah. Don't say eggs. I was gonna say now we. I know we. No. I know that ain't a new classification. No, but chicken. everybody putting something in it, and you ain't factoring in who you sleeping with and who they sleeping with. I don't care if you put whatever you put in there. If you sleeping with multiple people and you not conscious of what you introducing into your spirit and your body, you gonna have a body odor and all kind of other stuff. I don't care if you sit on that teapot with oregano and all that stuff in there because they're doing the teapot. We talking about the oregano, and I did do a Yoni's thing. Before. Okay, but 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 I'll be around you all the time. So if you did it, you might have did it because you like to try stuff so you could come back and let the folks know yeah. what's going on. Okay, and I know how the Yoni's thing work, and I'm, I I, I but you but you're right that that has nothing to do with. It's almost like putting cologne over a uh, must. Yeah. yeah, and and it's funny because. It's a tremendous amount of young women and, and that have bacterial vaginosis because they're sleeping with a lot of people and they're not basically washing. You may have on $300 perfume, but you need a $3 wash rag and some water. And you need to sit over the side of the tub. I wish y'all could see how I'm sitting. To your legs, shake, shake. Y'all got to wash. And then we got to have a conversation about the importance of washing. We need to have a conversation about sexual identity and not uh, in terms of gay and straight, but we need to understand that um, teach your people about their body so they'll be comfortable with their body. Because something that you're not comfortable with, you're willing to give away and share all the time. Because you you don't know. You ain't, you ain't, it, it's so much and so many conversations that need to be had that was not had during the pandemic when everybody was in the house. Food, clean, cleanliness, all that stuff. We need a whole auntie session. Hey, happy birthday to my man. We see greatness in you. Terrence is doing things all over the world, helping people heal. And, and he helping everybody heal. I love you, Terrence, so much. We see greatness in you. 
I see greatness in you too. So y'all remember the guy and he's standing on the, the side of the street with the sign, with the purple and gold sign that say, I see greatness in you. That's Terrence. Terrence, I love Shout you. out to Terrence. You know you my baby. And we've been all over the place with the internet. We have. We have. I was going to say, and shout out to uh, Danny Love. We got some real comments. Those soul ties are real. Amen. And then also Danny Real when I say, tell your friend when they fall. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> so listen. Okay, so I'm going to tell y'all a story. So listen. Uh, the other night, I went to see... Um, Kim. Yeah, I mean, and me and my brother had this conversation all the time. So it's this deodorant by this particular company. Because me and you, T. Me and you have talked about it. We naturalista. I finally found my tribe (laughs) with the deodorant. I found a tribe too with the deodorant too. But I didn't wear my tribe the other night. So (laughs) I went to see Kim. And I had this the other deodorant on, and it's supposed to be zero. It's such and such zero. No uh, chlorohydramine beans and no ba dip dip No Baby, let me tell you something. I put that deodorant on, and I went to see Kim. And when I came home and lifted my arms to take off, glory to the Lord, Lord, to take my T-shirt off, I smelled like... Shame, 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 shame. I was some kind of musty. It... That's my favorite button. Today. I was so musty. It smelled like I had a third grader in a headlock. Damn. You know, the third graders, if they ain't really together, they could be, whoa. And I called Tim. I said, Tim. <laughs> I, I said, Tim, um, did you smell me in the car? He's like, no, I'll never smell you. Why you? I said, baby, I just took this T-shirt off. And it, that funk was in the seam. And I was thankful to God that it didn't seep out while I was on the water. At What'd you concert. say? We want the funk. Hey, give us the funk. We, oh, we. <laughs> so we we need to have a whole conversation. So what we finna do? I finna switch because I've been on Instagram uh, for uh, for an hour. I'm finna switch over to Facebook Live. And uh, my cash app, y'all, is my either my cell phone number. I'm gonna post it again because I'm taking all universal blessings. I'm going to Chicago this weekend. But remember that song? It takes money to make money. And shout out to Chicago. My cousin Adrian is listening live from Chicago. What's up, cousin Adrian? If you available, go see my girl at Riddle. She'll be there this weekend. You are tuned in to the Retired Hood Rap Podcast. Don't forget to go over to YouTube and like and subscribe to my channel, Comedian T-Barb. I'm trying to get 1,000 subscribers. I have like 509 now. So let's get it there. And don't forget Detroit is different. If you want to advertise with me here, don't forget to send me an email, tbarbentertainment at gmail.com. And also head over to the Detroit House of Comedy website and get your tickets to see Coco September 28th. That's a Wednesday. Wednesday, September 28th, T-Barb and friends at the Detroit House. House of Comedy star Coco and her feature is Tim Finkel. So it will be diverse. Go see Coco. So listen, about the uh the Detroit House of Comedy, y'all listen. Um it's a Wednesday night. The doors open at 7 30 and the show starts at 8 o'clock. Now let me say this. It is a comedy, a real comedy club. I don't want y'all to be offended by that, but the them doors gonna open at 7 30 and at 8 o'clock somebody gonna be on stage. No tea, no shade to nobody else that may do a comedy night at a club. This is a comedy club and they do comedy every night. So 
get your tickets. I'm headlining the show. I got a lot of stuff to talk about. And I'm really trying to get booked at the club as a headliner for the weekend. Let me just go and throw that out there. Um, so y'all get y'all tickets. It's a Wednesday night. You don't know where the Detroit House of Comedy is. Okay, listen. It's across from the Fox Theater inside of Hockey Town. Y'all stay with me. Inside of Hockey Town, down the street from Little Caesars Arena, across the street from Comerica Park. So you can't, if you want the people, you always downtown, you know exactly where it is. It's, it's inside of Hockey Town. So get your tickets. I want y'all to come out and support. We're going to have an amazing time. We're going to talk about some stuff because I got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, We've been to talk about for another, we're going to talk for another minute or two. I'm switching over to Facebook, but I want to talk about being a comedian and been doing comedy for a while. And now I have to reintroduce myself and be reintroduced to the whole new comedy world. I wish y'all could see these faces. Oh, no, I'm a, cause listen, why is you snitching on me? Because I'm over here in my phone. Okay. I don't got no man. I'm lonely. Call me. No, you ain't. So I'm doing listen. my love dances in the phone. No, we listen. You know you can have a man, but it's the quality. Oh, I'm very particular. And that that's a whole nother show because I, I am a, a firm believer that the person you with can make or break you. And I've seen a lot of greatness and a lot of people do great things and get with the wrong person and lose track of that. And that's not going to be my story. I didn't came too far. Y'all just heard all my crackhead stories. Y'all have no idea. So I ain't come that far to let somebody drop it off in my drawers, drop it off in my drawers and mess up my life. Can I see? Come I don't believe he bought me this far to leave me. Hey. Yeah, you listen. You put you cannot drop it off in my drawers and ruin my life. So I'm well, listen. They don't drop it in the drawers now. They drop it wherever they can. Some of them ain't listen. Some of them ain't doing what you think they doing. Okay. What are they them, doing, girl? Some of them sewing up show bent, bow legged, crooked, rickets. Uh, oh, uh, I like me a little mushroom. Come on with it. I'm a small lady with a small body, so I'm, I'm okay with it. But you just can't be uh, crazy. You cannot be an asshole. And I don't show up talking about what you don't have. We, too, I'm too old. I don't give a damn. I'm tired of people saying, well, you can't help him out. Hell no. I'm old as fuck. Like, I could have helped him when I was 27. Yes, not right now. Hell no. You need to come already together. And if you ain't together, uh, I'll see you later. Ain't shit I could do. I got a broke-ass homegirl you could talk to. Not me. You know, did you just put your home? Did you? I got a broke-ass homegirl. Not me. She fucking for rats. Me? I got a rat. <laughs> I'm fucking, I need a porch step. Second step. You need a step. So you need a, a carpenter, a contractor. I need a shingle on the back. <laughs> I quit. Anyway, what you were saying, Coco? No, I'm, listen, I, I totally understand. But what is, is they, it is, man, listen. <laughs> First of all, anyway, you was going back to being a comedian, reintroducing yourself. Yes. Coco, you be taking me down the rabbit holes. Okay. I'm reeling you so back. listen, y'all got to follow me up. I'm going to go over to Facebook. I should have bought my other phone. I'm finna go over to Facebook, y'all. My name is Ginger Hudson on Facebook. But y'all can keep following T-Bar on 
Oh no, I'm not on there no more. I only get them a little taste. Y'all gotta come on over to YouTube. Comedian T Barb. That's comedian T Barb. We got Detroit's queen of comedy, Coco, in the building. Yeah. We are talking. Can we separate entertainment from entertainers? Tiffany Haddish, Aries Spears. Um, and I do want to switch directions just a little bit um, because we've had a lot of losses in the comedy community. So I want to make sure that we do a um, a brief um, but powerful um, moment of silence, even though some of the comedians that we have lost, I don't know them personally, but being a comedian is a family. We are a family and we've had some tragic losses in our family. So I definitely want to give a moment of silence for Teddy, right? And also a moment of silence for David Arnold. And a moment of silence for Ross G. So in the last month, the comedy community have experienced some tremendous losses. I know that you worked with some of them. Um, can you speak to that as a, as a comedian, the family aspect, the loss aspect, and also um, being a comedian that's been in the game for a while and reinventing yourself? It's, it's um, I think it's, it's you have a family and being an entertainer, the family dynamics are different because in the growth stages, they know all your stuff. Like, um, they know when you have an off day with your family. They know um, when it's been some mess. You know, you you on the road with them and you may have to share a room with another person. Or you may have to share a room with two people. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it ain't always a woman. You may have to share a room, a room with a guy. So you get that relationship. You get to know uh, their wife. You get to know their kids. You get to know their issues, their quirks. Uh, you get to know, you know, whatever they do. Habits, good, better, and different. You get to know all of that stuff. And when you get to know that stuff, you're like, oh, 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 okay. But it's a love there. Like, um, Roz G, my connection as a woman some of the stuff that she would talk about, I'm like, yeah, I feel that. I, I feel that. And and David Arnold, just to be so excited about him being a writer and character development and all those things and his relationship with his wife and his children, all those things, being from Cleveland, um, it, it just touches you and it hits you different. So, and, and Teddy Ray... Um, I think I met him, but I didn't get an opportunity to work with him. So it hits kind of hard, like mm, a part of you is, is lost. And it, it, it makes you appreciate life and not want to waste no time. And not want to. And, and I agree with that. And and as you say, I didn't get a chance personally, but I knew them through so many friends. I knew them through being a fan, because when you're a comedian, I'm still a fan. So if I yes. catch on to somebody that I really like, I'm watching them. And like you said, I feel like I know them. And then when you see your friends that you personally know hurting so bad over people, it, it just makes you feel away. And with Teddy Ray, he was so young. You know, we talking about early 30s. Yeah, yeah. Then that day, I know he was still young. We yeah, talking about 54 yeah, and yeah. Netflix special. Rise G, you yeah. think about all of the greatness yeah. that they have brought. But one thing I, I will say, and I always say this about um, death, is that 
you're only as good as the legacy that you leave. Mm -hmm. And all of those persons left amazing legacies for us to continue. And, and you do. And that's why I think I'm so adamant. Can we uh cut the door on or open it? Yeah, we're going to cut the door on because we only got a couple more minutes anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tim, see, Coco, y'all don't know. Behind the scenes, Coco roll with her own family assistant. You know what? Coco has her own built-in assistant opening the doors. Going to go right. Don't Just, I that. need my own assistant. Listen, listen. Don't. So I told Coco, Coco, go out of town and leave him here. I'm going to borrow him for a couple days because he is I'm, awesome. Listen, he's not going to Chicago with me, so you can have him the whole weekend. <laughs> listen, you can have my brother the whole weekend. Where you going to be at in Chicago? Tell him because we got some people Riddles. in Chicago in the building. Riddle, Riddles in Alsip, right at Alsip. Y'all know where Alsip is. Not too far from Hattin' Mighty. I'm going to be at Riddles. I'm going to be there Friday night, two shows, 8 and 10.30. Saturday night, two shows, 8 and um 10.30. Come on out. Riddles Comedy Club, right in Al Sip. Al Sip. Yeah, Al, Al Sip. So it's, it's reintroducing myself because I was away from comedy doing radio. And people act like when you do something else and then, you know, I never left comedy. Let's be clear. But I, I did radio and then, you know, my mother had health issues. So I had to make sure she was okay and all that. And then she passed and all of that. So... I'm at the point where I got to reintroduce myself. And people are like, oh, well, you... I'm like, listen, the funny ain't went nowhere. I I am a comedic scholar in studying the craft. I, I, I watch y'all. I can dissect what you do, your delivery, especially with women. Your delivery, your setup, your punch, how you do what you do, where you coming from. I've studied comedy well before I got into it, and I've been in it 30 years so if you tell a joke, I could kind of almost, if I had a pen like Jeopardy, write down one of three answers that the joke is going to end with. So don't ever get it twisted like, oh, you've been away from comedy. No, listen, I might have been away from comedy. But it's like, what's my man name? The football player that just ran, is it Chad Ochocinco or whatever? He just ran and uh, somebody raced him. This brother 50. Listen. Told ass Listen, because you think because I'm an OG that I ain't got it. And I'm not being cocky, but you could put me on stage with anybody. And trust me, I can hold my own. Um, I don't I don't ever compete against a comedian. My competition is against myself. What am I going to bring? My competition is with my audience. What can I leave these five people, 10 people, 20,000, 30,000, 40,000 people with? that they gonna think about. So that's for me is my hashtag, laugh now, laugh later. I'm gonna leave with something you can laugh with now, but I'm also gonna leave you with something that you can laugh with later on. You're gonna think about it later on and be like, did she say she had an edible and, and she told Alexa to call 911 and then call Alexa <laughs> the bitch because she said she couldn't hear <laughs> So comedy is, is multifaceted and it's multi-fragmented and I'm, getting my wheels and my momentum together. And when you tell people like, oh, could you help me up with them? Now, amazing, they'll tell you, oh yeah, I got the plug, I'm in 32 uh, clubs or whatever. And he said, oh, can you put a good word for me? Uh, I don't even know who to talk to, really? So you just told me you booked in this whole comedy chain and I asked you just to put a word in. I don't know if I could do that. All right. How, but let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Um, and we live on Retired Hood Rat Podcast. Make sure you go uh, follow us on YouTube, Comedian T-Barb. Do you think that 
that is an issue with a person not necessarily wanting to give the plug and how hmm, I'm trying to think of how to um, word that question. No, I'm not. I really am because they think I'm going to take this. No, no, no. Yeah. Well, do you think that when people do that, it's because they think you'll take their spot or do you think that maybe they feel that insecure, insecure um, or, or, I, I I had to get it from the mud. You got it. That's what I wanted to. That's what I meant to ask you. Do you feel that is it be, if a person gets it out the mud, do they have to help or do you, I, mean, I don't know how to okay, word it. So do you get what I'm saying? So rarely in, in this business, rarely do people really get it out the mud. <laughs> okay. Now let, listen. Rarely do people get it from the mud. And let me say this, because gangsters and thugs act like when they say get it out the mud, that they saying something. Spiritually, man was created from dirt. Mm-hmm. So you're going back to where you originally came from, baby, if you get it out the mud. What? Okay? okay? So when Kevin said, yeah, I got to get out the mud. You're going back where you came from. In the end, when you die, they say ashes to ashes, dust to dust. So you getting it out the mud really mean you either spit in the mud, peed in the mud, Spit in the dirt, peed in the dirt, or cried in the dirt. So we all come from dirt. Dirt. We come from the minerals and all of that stuff in the dirt. Somebody get my organ out. So really, <laughs> people ever really get it how they say they got it. So if somebody say, hey, Coco, listen, I'm looking for, uh, uh, I'm going to put a comedy tour together with some females. Give me five females out of, out of the Detroit metropolitan area. And I start naming them. Here's the thing. If I say T-Bar, listen, this guy putting this tour together and he looking for some females. So I didn't put the word in. You got to do the work. You got to do the work. You, at that point, it ain't even on me. I'll be like, listen, and a promoter knows that. A real promoter knows that, yeah, they put the, they put it in and I went on their stuff and I saw their stuff and they funny or whatever. And uh, yeah, I saw them on YouTube. Yeah, I saw them on Facebook. I saw their skits. I saw all the stuff to do. But now you got to translate that to a 20 city tour. Mm. <laughs> so that's, that's that's the other part. And then I'm, I'm pissed off with promoters. Let me just say that because um, you really <laughs> are you a promoter? You're a producer, you make flyers. What What is your role? And for what you don't know, hire somebody that know what they need to do. Yeah. If you got a situation and you ain't capable of booking, then hire somebody that's let me, let me ask. Let me ask you this. We're live with Coco Detroit Queens of Comedy and I'm Comedian T-Barb live on Detroit. It's different. Don't forget, it's the Retired Hood Rap Podcast. So tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend to tune in, go back. You can listen on. All of the old episodes are see us live on YouTube, and you can also go to Spotify, Google Play, Apple Music, and click in the Retired Hood Rap Podcast. We'll come up. Make sure you like us real quick. Outro on the way out. We got Coco. Oh my God, we can go on forever. I'm like, why is my show so short? Today? Okay, okay. No, question. No, no, we, question. Okay, yeah. I, I, got, I do have a question for you. How, as an entertainer, how do you feel about promoters who just expect the audience to come exclusively from the name of the comedian? 
and they don't think they got to do no work. And they think they don't got to do no work. Sit your goofy ass down. <laughs> A goofy ass. Because, because here, here, if, if it's a, a major show, and e- even with Cat Williams, even with D.L. um and those cats, they still run a TV commercial. If don't nobody know you here, Listen, it don't matter who you is. Okay, so you still got TV commercials. You yeah. got you got all the media. You got TV commercials running. You got radio commercials running. Cause, cause listen, you got the venue. Yeah. But you still got to spend twenty five thousand more dollars on primetime TV commercials or TV commercials that are woven into what, depending on what their artist name is, woven into their stuff. Then you own all the digital platform, but you gotta pay for somebody to work and monitor that digital platform. So you gotta spend money. So don't be like, oh, we put Coco on the show and then nobody come. Cause people had other options. You gotta make people say, damn, I'm gonna go see Coco. I'm tired of you, I'm gonna go. And in, in addition to that, I do think that people don't understand if a person don't know, that they're here. Your favorite could be up the street, but if I didn't know that my favorite was coming here, it don't make a difference. And shout yeah. out to Kari who says, nobody get it out the mud, everybody gets support. No, that's okay, Kari, that's that's the thing. Everybody gets a push, a, a shove, a look at what we doing. Um, and you have to be willing to invest in what you do. Listen, even a prostitute gonna tell you how good her ba is. She gonna tell you. <laughs> she gonna be like, listen, if you I know you can go down the street get some other cap, baby. This right here. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why so many songs dedicated to sex. Yeah. Because there's so much money involved. You got the yummy. Speaking of songs, my new hit single, Scoochie on the Coochie, will be out October 24th. So don't forget to look out for T Bar <laughs> Live at the Independent, my new comedy album, 52 minutes of new material, and a song, Scoochie on the Coochie, the newest house track. You're going to love it. I can't ride it because it won't glide inside. You're going to really no, you enjoy just said, that. I'll take a dandelion. He can have a dandelion or whatever you said. A Whatever. Well, the thing is, this is the difference. I can work with it. I can't ride it. Don't ask me to ride something that's not rideable, sir. That's the only problem. I can work with what you got, but let's be honest in what you got. But you know how? Okay, so listen. I'm, oh, ooh. okay. So listen. I'm, I jumped on Facebook for a minute because um, I've been telling people on Instagram about my cash app. My cash app is uh, dollar sign three zero one B. Bless me if you will. So, so listen, me and you built totally different, right? Right. And I didn't have mushrooms, okay? okay. That's how I knew how important the key go and the bottom. Had. Yeah. You see, your, your vagina got a top and a bottom. It got a top and a bottom. The top half is what you show off. The bottom half is what you work with. So the bottom half is what you use when you got to go to the bathroom and you your shoulders go up and you pull your back back like this and you hold it till you get in the house. And then when you get on the toilet, you drop the bottom, you drop the engine, and then you know the oil come out. So that's the whole thing for the for the mushroom. But my thing is, don't talk tough if you know you got a mushroom. Maybe okay. One more thing, I'm gonna bring that. Me and I always talk about how women build and how they shape, and she ain't got no booty and she breast small and all of that. Sir, have you looked at yourself? You always talking about big women. Sir, you are a big woman. You build like a stand-up base. You know the base of them. Yep, yep, yep. They built like a cello. Yes. Oh, no, cello they're, they're, body. Yeah, oh, cello body. Built ass. <laughs> 
You ain't even got the bow. I can't even play for Here you go. Stuff. I got a scoochie on that coochie. <laughs> I can't ride it because it won't glide inside. Okay, that's our new. And don't forget, Danny Redwine is on backgrounds on that one. So, video coming scoochie soon. And somebody just said, Scoochie on that coochie. No, it's Scooch, Scooch, Scooch. I'll play the song for you when we leave. Scoochie on the coochie. No, I can't ride it. Cause it won't glide inside. Okay, you want that? I need a wig on. Oh, 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 no, no, no. We got that. I, I'm gonna talk to you. I don't want to give away too much. Um, Shante says, "Hey, Edie, I love you." Let's do a fast dating show. So I did used to do a live a gaming a gaming show, and we are actually during Coco Show. If you want to come, we will be doing a small snippet of a live game show. We are doing Ghetto Prices Rice. Okay. So if you want to see it before she comes out, it's gonna be amazing. September 28th. Come see Coco. Coco, if you could leave us with one thing, what is that thing you're leaving us with? Listen, um, show up to the comedy show on the 28th. Um, because I I want to say this to people like like Edie. Me and Edie go back. Listen, we go back to being nurses. So I, Edie was one of the, and still is one of the best damn nurses. But she had that, like you talked about when you were a social worker and you was from the neighborhood. Edie had the poise. She was articulate, charming. But if the gear shifted, she was about that life. I love you and I will always love you, Edie. Even though we don't talk every day and all that stuff. I, I knew. You know how you work? And listen, the place that we worked together was on 7 Mile in, in England, near Cumberland. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Across the street from Miley's and Miley. Oh, yeah. So we was we worked afternoons, midnights, or whatever. So walking out that building, if the lights was on, uh, you had to be about that life. So anyway, what would you have Edie was talking to people like, you know what? And I had told you if you, uh, if she uh, had uh, to. it's like no, no. I was saying if she had to, and then if, if it was the color change, she was like, listen, let me talk to you in the room over here. She listen, I love it. What they call the A A B E? How we say no, no, that's so. called code switching. Because I think cold when people see switching. code switching, they always think it's a black person turning to Caucasian. Code switching could be when you go on the church. Code switching yes. is when you're talking to your kids versus talking to your man. Code switching is all day. Yes. But I was saying uh, Coco, because trust me. Oh my God, this has been an amazing show. We're going to definitely have Coco back on. Don't forget, each and every other week, we are here to retire Hood Rap Podcast with your girl, comedian T Barb, bringing all types of things here. And don't forget to go to Spotify, look up Retire Hood Rap Podcast so you can listen each and every Thursday. Yes. We drop these episodes. Yes. I said, if I there's something you could leave us with, what you leaving us with? Coco? I, I would love to have a real date. Um, a real date, uh, so you ain't got to pick me up because I don't know you like that yet. Yet, uh, but a real date where he put some effort into his clothes. Okay. Um, I would like to have a healthy, organic conversation with a man, and he not regurgitate all of his problems to me in the first twelve minutes. Let me tell you something. Uh, I, I, I don't listen, sir. Listen, I know you know me. I know you know me, but I'm not ready to know you that fast. I don't need you uh, um, to tell me all of that. Um, I don't want a man that got more issues. And I, I posted on Facebook the other day that I was gonna start dating men my age. And when I say I date younger men, I'm, I'm, I'm 59, so I might date a man 45. Okay. But I'm ready to date older men, but you can't have more stuff wrong with you than, than I got. So I got two titanium knees. You can have two titanium knees. Um, 
I, I wear a partial, you can wear a partial. But when it comes to autumn mood swings and 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 you sleep in a fetal position, butter beans, and you got a chew toy that you got to chew on before you go to bed. You got to put your what? What my girl just needs to say? You got to put on your sleep tank. Yeah, you got all that <laughs> stuff and, and all of that, and you can have stuff on, but be willing to try to kind of work on Listen. some of that stuff. Don't just be out there just willy nilly and just you want to bring all your bullshit to me and you. Coco, listen, I'm not having you on here no more because now you bring me you bring me down the rabbit hole every five seconds. Listen, <laughs> I was laughing oh, I because the, the no because hole. the sleep apnea thing. So the only person I really you heard a joke besides joke. me is Niche, right? Or you yep, got one. Yep. My baby daddy got the new one now, and trust me, I've been the with him for small years. One. It, but listen, it sound more like a river cannon this than the. Yep, the old one sound like this one sound like the old one sound like a mini bike. This one sound like a bathtub. Listen, so the the lights had went out, and I went and stayed over there with him. I kept waking up having dreams that I was fucking canoeing because the machine going. And yep. so I slept in the living room on the couch. Yep. Of course, he go sleep on the recliner in the living room, just yep. trying to be close. And then you just hear. And all I kept thinking is, if I go with him again or go with another dude like this, I'm going to be River Canyoning every goddamn night. And, you go, and, it, and it make you feel some kind of way. And I dated. I dated I'm going to wake up and go get in the bathtub. I had, had a CPAP machine. And no tea, no shade to people that have to use CPAP. But I dated a guy who didn't want to wear his machine. That's another story. Coco, what, yes, what you leaving us with? Uh, Listen, I want y'all to walk in your greatness and be amazing. Women, we don't have to settle. At the first sign of a red flag, know that it's a red flag. And the next sign of a red flag is another red flag. And eventually the flag is going to catch fire and it's going to be a problem. You don't have to settle. Work on you being great. And another thing, listen. Listen to me. Stop having, and I, well, I know y'all going to get mad. Y'all got all these babies, right? And every man you get in a long-term relationship with, you with him three months and you pregnant by him and then you find out all these other character traits. Listen, guard your body, guard your heart, know who you're dealing with, be conscious of stuff that's going on. Your body is not a bargaining tool. This is not the casino. Stop throwing your body up and then when he disrespected you mad and you back again. Look at his history. If he got a whole bunch of shit behind him, he didn't shit it a lot. And he may still smell like boo-boo if he sit on your couch long enough. That is all. Okay, listen. She left me with... Uh, <laughs> shout okay. out to Coco in the building. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, Don't hey, forget, hey, September hey, 28th. Hey, Bishop. Oh, hey, Bishop and the Lord. Yeah. Said, I said, today Bishop is Powell, the day. Bishop Powell, you need to, Powell, you need to be September 28th at the Detroit House of Comedy with Sister Coco in the building. It is me, retired hood rats, an evangelistical T-Bomb in the building. We will see y'all in two more weeks. Retired hood rat podcast. Y'all go make a jingle. I got stuff to do. Listen. You're listening to the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network. What up, though? Make sure you tune in on all platforms. DetroitIsDifferent.net. You can look at us live on YouTube at Comedian T. Barb and also live on my fan page on Facebook, Comedian T. Barb. Tune in.